Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at Gary Chapman's book, The Four Seasons of Marriage. More specifically, we're studying strategy number five of the seven strategies to enhance the seasons of your marriage. That strategy is discover the joy of helping your spouse succeed. A third practical way to help your spouse succeed is by giving emotional support. Emotions, positive and negative, are gifts from God. How dull life would be if we were not able to feel. Try to imagine watching a sunset, a ball game, or the ocean and feeling no emotion. We would be something less than human if we had no feelings. We are made in the image of God, and part of what that means is that we are emotional creatures. Unlike thoughts, which ideally we can control, our emotions are not nearly as manageable. Feelings are unsolicited, interior personal reactions to what goes on around us or to what has happened to us in the past. Feelings are as common as breathing, yet many people talk about feelings as enemies. Sometimes people will say such things as, My emotions are about to destroy me. Well, why do we pit ourselves against our emotions? One reason is that we have seen so many other people who have followed their emotions and reaped destruction. They have done what they felt like doing, and everyone around them suffered. Another reason we don't trust our feelings is that we know they change. They lift us up, and they let us down. Our highs don't last, and our lows seem to drag on forever. We conclude, therefore, that emotions are unreliable, and that we must live independent of them if we are to have success. Perhaps the chief reason we consider our emotions enemies is that negative emotions don't seem to fit in with being a joyful Christian. Anger, fear, disappointment, loneliness, frustration, depression, and sorrow don't fit the stereotype of successful Christian living. But have you considered that Jesus, as a man, experienced every human emotion, even the negative ones? Does that mean that Jesus was not a success? Hardly. Emotions are not intrinsically good or bad. Feelings are morally neutral. It is what we do in response to our feelings that characterizes them as bad or good, sinful or righteous. In response to anger, Jesus cleared the temple in Jerusalem of money changers and livestock, a very righteous act born out of his anger at sin. Negative and positive emotions are intended by God to be motivational instruments that move us in a positive direction. Giving emotional support to your spouse begins by allowing positive and negative emotions. It means celebrating the positive emotions and affirming the negative emotions. To use the biblical phrase, it is rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. Because of personality differences, we sometimes find this difficult. When your spouse has negative emotions, such as anger, disappointment, depression, or sorrow, you can be emotionally supportive by affirming those emotions and expressing belief in your spouse. 
Gary shares the example of a lady named Myra. Myra came home from the doctor's office and told her husband Mike, The doctor said I might lose the baby. We won't know for another week or so, but it's not looking good. I feel so discouraged. I had hoped that this time everything would go well. I don't know what's wrong with me. She was feeling disappointment, frustration, and sadness, and she was focusing the blame on herself. If Mike wants to be emotionally supportive, he might say something like this. I can understand why you would feel disappointed. I feel that way too. It's frustrating when we have both tried so hard. When you say, I don't know what's wrong with me, it sounds like you are blaming yourself. I guess if I were in your shoes, I might feel the same way, but I want you to know that that is not the way I see it. I think you have done everything right. I think if something happens to this baby, we will have to trust God. I just want you to know that I love you, and I will walk with you through this experience. Let's pray together. Mike is being emotionally supportive of Myra. He is allowing her to have feelings of disappointment and sadness. He is affirming her feelings by saying, If I were in your shoes, I might feel the same way. But he is being honest about his own perspective, and he is assuring her of his support no matter what. That is the kind of emotional support that often makes the difference between success and failure. A fourth way to foster success is by expressing respect for your spouse. Because we are made in the image of God, we are creatures of great value, male and female. Something deep within us affirms that we are creatures of respect and dignity, that God's imprint is upon us. Consequently, demeaning words and behavior make us feel violated. When words and actions affirm our inherent worth, we feel respected. Respect begins with an attitude, I acknowledge that you are a creature of extreme worth. God has endowed you with certain abilities, insights, and spiritual gifts. Therefore, I respect you as a person. I will not desecrate your worth by making critical remarks about your intellect, your judgment, or your logic. I will seek to understand and grant you the freedom to think different from the way I think and to experience the emotions that I may not experience. An attitude of respect paves the way for you to show respect for your mate. Respect does not indicate that you agree on everything, but it does mean that you give your spouse the freedom to be an individual. No two humans are alike in the way they think and feel. Respect says, that's an interesting way to look at it, not, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Gary says that he is often amazed at how inhumanely spouses sometimes treat each other. One client said to his wife, I can't believe that you are a college graduate and thinking so illogically. Such degrading statements create animosity, not respect. Allowing your spouse to be who God created him or her to be is the first step toward communicating respect. Trying to argue your spouse into compliance with your own views shows disrespect. To show respect is to look for your mate's God-given giftedness and to affirm and encourage his or her uniqueness. Respect gives people the freedom to be who they are, to think what they think, 
and to feel what they feel. A wife does not expect her husband to agree with her all the time, but neither does she expect him to call her ideas stupid. A husband knows he is not always right, but he doesn't want to be called a liar. We can express disagreement respectfully. A wife might say to her husband, Honey, I don't agree with you, but I know there must be good reasons why you see it that way. When you have time, I would like to hear more of your thoughts on that. Or a husband might say to his wife, I'm sorry you feel hurt. That was certainly not my intention. Can we talk about it? How do you respond when your spouse is living a life that is unworthy of respect? How can you still respect the inherent worth of the person? We still need to respect the person for who they are. They are made in the image of God, and thus they are valuable. We must acknowledge that God has given His creatures freedom of choice. Even when people make poor choices, it does not diminish their value as human beings. Regardless of what season your marriage is in, when you discover the joy of helping your spouse succeed, you will begin to establish or restore emotional health, respect, support, and encouragement in your marriage. Watching your spouse succeed is one of the great joys of marriage. It is Gary's conviction that marriage is based on the divine principle that two are better than one. In the beginning, God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. God's answer to Adam's aloneness was the creation of Eve and the institution of marriage. His intention was that the two would become one flesh. This does not mean that in marriage we lose our identity as individuals, but it does mean that we choose to give our lives away for the benefit of the other. When this happens, we both succeed. Together we accomplish more than either one of us could have accomplished alone. The ultimate purpose of marriage is not sex or happiness or even love. The ultimate purpose of marriage is that a husband and wife will help each other accomplish the purpose for which God created them. When this happens, both spouses experience the ultimate joy of cooperating with God to accomplish His purposes. Well, now let's move on to strategy number six. Maximize your differences. In the fall season of marriage, our differences begin to be magnified. In the winter season, they stand as icy walls that divide us. In God's plan, our differences were never intended to divide us. In fact, God is the author of diversity. No two snowflakes, fingerprints, or leaves on a tree are exactly alike. When God created mankind, He built into our genetic structure the potential for unlimited diversity. When He instituted marriage as a union of two unique individuals, He knew that He was creating unity out of diversity. Not only are we different because we're male and female, but we're also different in every aspect of life. Try taking a walk with your spouse you'll soon discover that you walk at a different pace and with a different gait. Well, our time's gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, 
and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teaching. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.